Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Grumpier than Alan Donald at Headingley in 98. Older than WG Grace's stamp collection. And manlier than Viv Richards wearing Sex Panther cologne. It's the Gorilla Cricket Grumpy Old Man podcast. Just once in a decade, in a lifetime maybe, the world of entertainment is disrupted and utterly elated by something entirely new. Good Lord. And now for something completely different. Yay! And what an intro that was. Indeed. It's all downhill from here. With me, it's Grubby here, by the way. Uh, Hello. And with me, I have uh, the bear on his usual tropical island. Hello, the bear. Feeling good on my tropical island. It's the Wizard of Watford. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And and that latest voice you heard, uh, fresh from his travels, uh, four and a half hours away from here, we'll let you guess where, is not Fred Titmus. Hello, not Fred. Hello, hello to the uh, the Prince of Paraguay. Um, how are you both? It's been it's been a while since we've seen each other in person. It has indeed. Uh, uh, I'm all right. You know, soldiering on. Life's okay. Cut the hedge, mowed the lawn. You know, kept life going. The life of a suburban <laughs> Daily Mail reader. Absolutely. Fuck off. <laughs> I've I've changed my WhatsApp uh, profile message and it just says that hedge won't trim itself. So I I hear you, man. You're still waiting to see if it will, though. Let's be honest. Yeah. But the annoying thing is, the annoying thing is you have those brown bins, right? And so I filled up my brown bin. I've got this little, I've got this little routine. So to save having to scoop it up all off the ground, I kind of move the bin underneath the hedge and sort of cut it. So it falls in the bin. Good, good ploy. And the fuckers, they took the bin away. And of course I've wedged it all in the bottom. And they never check whether it's empty, do they? So I turn uh, up and half the bin it stayed wedged. I still oh, got half dear. a bin full of fucking. Uh, you've over wedged, that's what you've I've over wedged. You've over compacted. Ridiculous. Uh, yours I'll is be- brown. We, we've got a green bin up here for um, for garden waste. No, oh, ours um, is brown. Green we do is, not. Green we is do not. recycle. We, we do not have a, have a bin for garden waste. We used waste. to have a blue one, which was small and was for, supposedly for food. Uh, and they did that for a couple of years. And everywhere was overrun with foxes. Uh, and mm. then for some reason, they sort of discontinued it. I don't know why. Uh, the foxes were extremely annoyed. I think they sent a letter to council uh, through their representatives <laughs> saying, uh, you know, I urge you to reconsider this decision. Send letters they, to local papers. Did they sit around the table with some senior foxes and thrash well, it absolutely. out? You know, leaders of the fox community uh, were, were very vocal in their discontent. But what, um, we Graham are... Fowler? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Foxy. He was, he was grumpy. Uh, some of the time. Anyway, um, <laughs> we are meeting um, because this is a podcast. You're not listening to us live, obviously, unless you've found a way to hack into our Zoom. Uh, on the eve of the second test match between England and New Zealand uh, at Trent Bridge, which starts mm. tomorrow morning on Friday, the 10th of June, 2022. 
And uh, we just we, when we were in the introduction to this, uh, it turned out that neither Grubby, who was on holiday, nor myself, who was on holiday, saw much already of the last test match. Ah, so okay. if there's any heavy listing that needs to be done about what actually went on, obviously I know what went on, more or less. Um, but Bear, was it as good as it sounded from a distance? Uh, it was. I mean, it was a very exciting test. I, of course, watched every bloody ball of it. Mm. Um, I was there all days of it. It was really exciting. And you kind of, I mean, the thing was, I mean, England to go over the innings chasing 277 in the last innings you just thought no, mm. never going to happen yeah so i mean after they, having bowled them out for 140 you thought or 132 as it turned mm-hmm. out you're just like wicked and then mm. we we did completely england shit on the end of day one and just fucking yeah. collapsed and you felt yeah. like we, we'd f- thrown it away i was so angry at the day, end of day one it was just like melted, <sighs> melted like a like an they ice did on on an airline drink which and then it, more than about 30 seconds and, and it, it's true laws just flattened out i mean it was the pitch was doing and the swing and everything was there on day one and then on day two it started to dissipate and as soon i don't know if this is the the condition of the duke's balls i thought they changed them for the test after 40 overs it just went flat as a pancake mm. I, I don't have a, a problem with that no, I don't. Early, if uh, England can get know. to fucking 40 overs, Fred, <laughs> considering you bowl them out for 132, make sure well, you get to the point where you make hay. Because in yeah. a second, it's Mitchell and uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Blundell. Blundell. You know, they, they struggled, they struggled, and then it got really fucking easy. And you thought, mm. shit, England in real trouble. And then there was that crazy team hat trick. Dozy, yep. dozy Colin de Grandon basically handed us the test by running himself out, then bowling Stokesy off a no ball. And knacking himself at the same time. Yeah, and knacking himself. And he's out of series now as well. He's so. knacked. I um, liked uh, what uh, Broad's um, um, recap of that uh, wicket, which if anyone didn't see it, was um, there was an appeal for LBW and de Grandon was sort of dozy outside his crease and Ollie Pope from third slip, was it? Where the ball had rebounded through the stump slip. and he, he was yeah. well short, fourth slip. Uh, and the broad afterwards said, uh, yeah, you know, I was just looking for the LBW, which was, frankly, he said, one of the worst LBW appeals you ever, you'll ever see. Yeah, it was. Down, down, the down, leg, down the leg side, um, which was pretty honest of him. But I, I would imagine if England, I don't know if they had a review, but he might have wasted a review on that, despite saying afterwards it was one of the worst LBW appeals of his life. People were saying, why wasn't it a dead ball? Because the umpire didn't oh. give a decision. Yeah. It's not a dead ball. Why should but, it be a dead well, ball? Well, see, if the umpire had given him out, apparently it would have been a dead ball. Well, quite right. <laughs> yeah, once he's well, out, he gave, then what well, else is going to happen? Well, no, oh, you if, mean if you're giving him out for LBW? Yeah, oh, and then, then it, it was overturned. Been, and then it was overturned. He wouldn't have been right. run out. Well, it's fair ball. to call that a, a dead ball because otherwise, theoretically, they could keep running whilst the whilst they were making a decision about <laughs> whether he was. Uh, um, I mean, generally speaking, people are not aware of this, and uh, my teammates often are not aware of this. The ball isn't dead until it's finally settled in the hand of the wicketkeeper or the bowler. Um, so sometimes, you know, somebody will push the ball out in a, in a club game or whatever, push it to cover, and he won't kill it by throwing it back to the keeper. He'll just try and wang it towards mid-off, who misses it, and then they're yeah. after it. And yeah, the ball isn't dead. The ball no. isn't dead. But you, always get those, you always get those wanky yeah. keepers in, in club games as well. Hold on to it, because the guy always wanders out of his crease, and then they try and knock the bales off. And well, that is the umpire. After he's waited 10 seconds, yeah. you know. That is the umpire's call <laughs> as, uh, as to, you know, when the ball is, is actually dead. But it, it can't be dead until it's actually um, under certain circumstances, which are finally settling in the hands of the keeper or the bowler, or when the umpire's called dead ball, or when the wicket falls. I've just returned from a, a Mitchum under 10s game, um, lost to Beddington, in case you're interested. Very, very Lots good. Of wides. Uh, very good under 10 outfit. But every time the ball is played into the, uh, into the when we're fielding, I, I always say to get, get it in, get it in, because they always they field it and they oh, I've done and that, they, and, and they just they, hold they it, hold on to it for a bit, yeah. and they, yeah, they yeah, wander yeah. around and then they lob it somewhere. Good discipline. I mean, not yeah. necessarily like Ben Stokes and try and run people out when they're clearly no, in their get crease. it into the keeper. But just get it into the lob yeah. it gently if you must. That's his um, job, the keeper. Yeah, yeah. is that yeah. one of those games that starts at two hundred and they have eight wickets and shit? Exactly that. Yeah, pairs yeah. cricket. Pairs yeah, it starts cricket, at yeah. 200 because uh, every what, wicket leaves minus five. Pairs cricket. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pair country. Uh, anyway, so, um, I mean, as I say, following this test match uh, from abroad, I was there was a couple of days when I was all over it and a couple of days when I wasn't. Um, and it, it looked it looked like absolutely top quality test cricket. And, um, what, uh, yeah, it was. It was always interesting. Uh, and as you say, there was on, on that 
on the third day when I'm assuming England fans watching and Gorilla Cricket listeners were, you know, the old D tweet kept coming in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The D word. Well, especially, I mean, when when Stokes got out, I mean, you know, obviously it's now... Noble, oh, when he got out and got three quarters of the way back to the pavilion. And well, Danny is, na- is now all noble via fucking video referee in it. So, yeah. you know, he was wandering back and we're all going, what a fuck? I mean, he was, he was, uh, Stokes was just completely skittish. He was running down the track at everything, getting yeah. his time. You know? I mean, he did this and he only when he got to about 40 and he was out for 54, I think, mm, was, did he actually 54. start getting hold of anything. But he was doing this for about two hours. He's just like, just chill out, just chill out, just chill out. And he just didn't mm. chill out. Finally got hold of stuff. And then at the ball that got him out, actually, was a really good ball. It was a short ball from Jameson around the wicket. We just followed him, followed him. Yeah. And everyone said he was trying to ramp it, but he was so cramped for room. I yeah. He had much yeah. option to do anything, really. So he just tried to flick it over the keeper at the last minute and uh, got caught. And Bert, in your in your opinion, as a man who watched every ball of the test match, um, do, you, do you put that skittishness of, of Stokes' batting down to the captaincy? I thought, I mean, that was my that was my thing. It's kind of like, I'm coming out here, I'm going to impose myself on a game on Skipper of England, and we fucked up in the first innings. I'm going to come out and I'm going to impose myself on it. And I just thought he didn't need to do that, really. Mm. Um, yeah, well, well, at that stage, they needed to bat and bat. Yeah, and well, bat. exactly. But then, he, you know, having got bowled out by the Grondom, you think, well, after that, he did kind of chill out for a bit, but then he went back to it. Yeah. Um, and maybe he got himself in by chilling out a bit. But Root, Root in that second innings, man, I mean, the release that guy's got for not being captain. I mean, he's just the yeah. fucking... Well, to I be mean, fair, he scored lots of runs when he was captain. Yeah, he, yeah, did. Let, he Let's did. not forget, he yeah. was voted the best test player in the world last year. Well, yeah. this um, is true. Among, in among the, first... the wreckage of what became his well, captaincy. Exactly. But this is the first time he scored a fourth innings ton. You know, yeah, normally, know. normally he he falls flat, and you know he scores a lot of runs in the first innings. And when we need him, uh, how things it. change. I remember how they used to change. have a go at Graham Hick for never scoring first innings tons, only second innings tons, and that was supposed to be a you know a great flaw in his saying, oh, he only does it when the game is 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 you know is is over. Um, but people who are looking to criticise will always find uh, some yeah. some way to criticise. Oh, listen, it's, it's very hard to criticise Joe Root as a Test batsman at the moment. No. He is. Um, is he, he must be ranked number one. Is Head he? And shoulders no, I don't think so. I think Lavishane is number one. Well, certainly, Lavishane no, is number one. I think the ICC said after. Coley is uh, number one in perpetuity. I think. Oh. <laughs> um, well, what was, I mean, what was the final partnership um, between Root and Folks? How, how uh, many of them was it? Yeah, it was, uh, no, it must have been mean, 120, I guess. Uh, I think uh, Stokes out around about 150. But, but, and how, but did folks, folks, how did Folks do in that last thing? I, I personally, I thought he looked good. He yeah. looked good. He looked he looked untroubled. The pitch by then was really yeah. fucking slow. Yeah. Um, he but, got, I mean, the situation is, very is, is causing grief, isn't it? You know, yeah. you've got the pressure well, we of the an, situation. We had low, I mean, the thing was, there was never an issue of time, was it? I mean, no. we, were, we were batting on day three for the final innings of the game, you know. Yeah. So um, there was loads of time and he decided on that fourth day. Uh, basically, when Stokes was in, Root was really quiet. And then yes. literally, as soon as Stokes was out, but, Root started nudging it down the wicket, clipping it to the leg side, just immediately took But off. I like that. That is, that is intelligent yeah, class. cricket. It was class. It's really Yeah, and you can criticise Stokes for the way he played, and, and if you have, I've, I've heard some some break bats, and that's fine. He's a better player than that, and he perhaps could have played accordingly. Um, but look, 54 was was fine. All but right. yes, yeah. but, but as soon as he got, as you say, Root changes gear. Yeah. That was the right thing to do. Folks was there to support, and that's what he did in that third evening. The next morning, when we needed, we still needed six, 61. 57 or 61. Well, 61 it was. it was, we needed. And it was only 15 overs to the new ball, yes. wasn't it? And at Five that point, down, at that yeah. point um, folks, again, he, he changed yeah. gear, and he, he was a bit more positive. And uh, again, just intelligent batting. Now, under the previous regime, or the one before that, did we see much evidence of that sort of game wow. management, to use that There's... terrible phrase? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can read. How much can you read into it into a single game? Um, it, it's it's hard to, uh, you know, when you're talking about small sample sizes. Uh, uh, talking about, yeah. but yeah. you know, if Stokes had uh, uh, had got out, if say he'd been um, uh, uh, and folks had gone early, then the, the story would not be about England's game management. Um, it would have been about no, England having, having, again, having again, a, yeah. yes. And by, um, and by the same token, Fred, what I would I would hate to happen as an England supporter is to let the victory cloud um, 
or, or, or you know, mask. allow us allow us to mask, mask yeah, or the overlook the failures. Yes. Some, some, so some we don't real... have any opening batsmen. <laughs> well, yes. we, we've got an opening. But we need three, and we have a three quarters. We've got one. like half, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we've got what? I mean, we've got some runs, but we've got one who is an opener who's not worthy of the name at the moment. We've got a number three who has never bats at number three, and we've got a number five who's proved himself incapable, particularly in English conditions with a moving ball, yeah. of uh, of being a Test match. Uh, yep. batsman and who gets bowled far too often so that is a, th- those are three fundamental issues that England must address in the top order and I don't want the victory to and people go oh you wouldn't change a winning well, team yes you would to make it better to <laughs> oh, and, and talking about not changing a winning team the most bizarre um what's the word I'm thinking of I can't think of any words but, but the, the team is in isn't example it? of that is the fact that England have named an unchanged team with Leach in it well, <laughs> even though right. he didn't actually game. play in the previous game um, because you know you don't want to change well, he, played, he, played he did nothing wrong minutes. you know he was the man in possession exactly. he did nothing wrong um, I mean that is it's just very odd I well I mean the odd. funny thing is Matt Parkinson came on and Gary's been banging on about him for fucking ages and look I'm a spinner I wanted to see him do well and I I'm fully down with the fact that he got called. He was at a barbecue in Yorkshire and he had to come down and he played. But by day four, and he got a wicket, to be what fair. What's he doing in Yorkshire? Uh, well, Lancashire, wherever he is. He's fucking somewhere oh, yeah. up there. The somewhere north. Up, the north. Yeah. <laughs> a place that needs levelling up. Up there somewhere. Uh, he, um, that sounded rather menacing when you said it. Like you're going to yeah. drop a bomb on it or something. Level, level it. You're going you're to level it down. Uh, level the place. Level it up there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe um, that's what they mean. Uh, you know, but he's just too slow through the air. I, I think he was nervous in his first spell. He was bowling. I mean, he didn't yeah. go for a lot, and he had a couple of sweepers out. It was, you well, know, he, he didn't bowl very management. much in the first innings, or he no. bowled a couple of overs. I mean, he didn't have time because New Zealand brought out for not very many. Um, but I'm interested to see. I didn't see anything of New Zealand second innings. How did he bowl when it was at a time when you wanted a spinner um, well, to to at least contain? And possibly well, he didn't really contain, and there wasn't any. T- I mean, the problem was uh, the first things went so quick. I mean, literally, New Zealand were batting again shortly after lunch on day two in a third inning. You know, yeah. <laughs> so but, I mean, was... when they were when they were, you know, two hundred for for well, what were they? They were about uh, one hundred and eighty yeah. for, for four or something. Um, that's when you really need a spinner. He didn't uh, get taken apart, but he bowled a lot of dross. Uh, yeah. It's very slow yeah. through the air, and the problem is it's so slow that the you know good bats would still first, get on the back foot to him. His first class average is, and I was surprised about this because I, I had similar reservations to you, Bear. Um, you know, up until twelve months ago, let's say, and then I looked up his first class average. It's like twenty three and a half or something. Yeah, which yeah. is really and, impressive. Well, and Bear, yeah. there's no one way to bowl spin. I mean, there, there no. are, you know, there's bowlers like Anil Kumble who physic through and, and basically yeah. bowl sort of top spinners, and there's bowlers who who chucked it up in the air historically. There are different ways of doing it, and you can be skillful in, in those, you know, within those yeah. different disciplines. No, I, and, give Parky... him another, I give him another go, but he, you know, yeah. he's not the panacea that. Uh, that Gary no, will got, make you think. <laughs> no, no, he's got to be given the chance, though. I think yeah. that's the frustration. And look, as you know, I'm a big, I'm a fan of Leach. I'm a fan of him as a as a person, as a player. Uh, I, but you know, you want a spinner in the side to be a threat and to be a he weapon. Looks competent. You don't, you don't think he's he's. Well, the uh, other thing that Gary, but he said, may be the best they've got. That's the problem. I mean, yeah. um, but he's not. You never think, oh, yeah, you know, Leach is coming on. No, but, no one ever no. thinks that, except maybe his mum down but, in wherever but, it is. But the, but the real, the real bigness was was Parkinson not getting a sniff in the West Indies on those on those pitches yes. that that demanded it. Really, he's on the tour, he's carrying yeah. the drinks. Give him a fucking go. Yeah, they Christ. should have done. But you know, we had that podcast with George, and you know, by the third test, they weren't. You know, he was sort of given permission not to be in the nets, even. So, someone had obviously decided he wasn't going to play by then. Uh, so. Well, that that last pitch, you could possibly understand it. The the other ones that were more t- dusty. Yeah, you want, that's where you want him. And why have him on tour if you're not going to give him? And, it? and well, anyway, we just been done. I mean, the, England did have a, a long tail in this game. Um, yeah, and people who have always calling for Broad and Anderson to play. It does give you a t- an automatic uh, two number 11s um, well, when they're playing. Yeah. And then if you've got, you know, if you've got the eight and nine are on all that cop, then you're putting a lot of pressure on what Grubby quite rightly pointed out is a, a pretty brittle top order. As yeah, well. but you, it's flawed. But you, it, it, well, it is. I, yeah, I, hate, I mean, the top order is flawed, but I mean, you know. I hate you, saying you, that the bowlers have to bail out the batsmen, but yeah. it's something you do have to take into account. Uh, maybe, but well, it's a, I, it's a, this is a modern thing. I mean, you go back to the, you know, I mean, I get I mean, the game moves on. Let's be honest, but yeah, that's true. But I mean, back in the day, exactly, tails were long, 
Uh, bowlers and people did complained really about and people, well, they did complain about them, but you have to expect your batsmen to get runs. You know. Yeah, the starting point for any selection is uh, what, what who are our best batters, who are our best bowlers, who's the best wicketkeeper, and and you start from there. If you find after doing that that you've got an imbalanced side, then maybe, maybe, just maybe you tweak. But call me old-fashioned. Pick your best bats. Pick your best bowlers. Pick the best wicketkeeper. It, it's not obvious who necessarily who all those people are. That's the problem. Well, it's no, I mean, I, I well, I tell you the one positive thing: uh, Potts, Matthew Potts, looked good, yeah. man. Looked really yeah. good. Bowled a heavy ball. Big strong guy. Yeah. Uh, got Williams- well, no. Uh, got Kane Williamson twice. Yeah. You know. Is it like ten pin bowling where you can you can bring your own ball with different weights and things? You know. Yeah, well, it'd be nice, but uh, yeah, sixteen pounder. I never got that always too heavy bowling thing. It was, it's, it's just it used to jam your fingers in these just giant. Oh, no, not my, no, my cup of tea. Not for you. you. Have to wear somebody else's shoes as well. What was all that about? I like those shoes. Well, that was just a con. They were I mean, trendy, and when I was didn't a kid. didn't didn't mods in the sixties used to exactly go in when there I, and then and then bugger off wearing when shoes. I when I was ten or eleven and we all wanted to be mods. We all wanted st- burgundy stay press and bowling shoes. I cannot see you in a burgundy stay press. There. No, I, I didn't get them. I, I, I don't I, even know what that is. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a picture in my head, but I've no idea. If, just, I'm, I'm picturing it as sort of sharp creased trousers. Well, exactly. That's what stay press were. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, okay. But they stay pressed, so the crease is always there. We can't yeah. like to drop a burgundy now and again, but uh, I'm not sure if, if he spills it down his trousers. It's a, it's a Shiraz or a Syrah. Same oh. thing. Same grape, as I'm sure you know. No, not really. Um, well, we're having a drinks break now. Marvellous. Uh, it was Andy Ward who pointed out about uh, club cricket nowadays. He said, when did, when did drinks turn into a 10-minute knitting circle? Uh, which, which is true. People just wander off and sit down and start, you know, discussing their life stories. I, I, w- uh, I would wander into the middle of the pitch and stand there with my hands on my hips, shrugging and, and, well, and with my know, palms to the everyone sky. Would going, ignore you. Everyone would ignore you. What's the worst thing that can happen in club cricket in drinks? I don't know. Is, is that a rhetorical question? Or? Well, it is, um, because every so often the opposition, uh, you know, when you're out in the field and, and the, uh, some bloke has been dragooned from the other side to make some orange squash and bring out them, find some clean cups. Um, when they put too much squash in the jug. Ooh. And, oh, yeah. oh, that's that's nasty. You'd rather have more water than... Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You err on the side of water. But the other thing is, I mean... Because then you just feel absolutely awful for the next 20 minutes. You feel even more thirsty than before you had it. Yeah. Well, yeah, the I other think thing is, especially sometimes. Exactly. Drunk, uh, drunk, uh, no, drink. Drugs. Oh, drunk. Yeah, well, drugs. That's a great line from Superhands <laughs> in Peep Show, where he still tapes some drugs to that frisbee and throws it yeah. out the hotel window and he goes, drugs, drugs, drugs. <laughs> he leaps out yeah. the window. Never watching. It. it was very funny. Mind right. <laughs> drinks are de rigueur in club cricket. You know, it can be fucking 15 oh, yeah, degrees. Yeah. And you, you have to have drinks after yeah, fucking 20 You're playing a 40 over freezing. game. You have drinks over. And if, and if they're an over late, no. you know, everyone's going, everyone's looking over at the opposition. I know. Where are the drinks? No, no, no. I see. You only have drinks when it's hot, man. You don't need drinks when it's like 16 degrees. You everyone's still wearing do need drinks. Then. You and still you need drinks. Don't. No, you don't. I've used to bowl all the time and I never used to fucking need a drink. As Andy pointed out, they now take forever. Yeah, you used to meet up the middle, go cheers, mate. You know, some people would collect the uh, the empty cups and um, and head off with the jugs. And now it's it's just well. And didn't didn't you uh, didn't you take the piss out of him on Twitter for for having such a sort of curmudgeonly view? And, and what was well, the thing? What was the meme? Eventually, you know, I remember him as a, as a you know as a young buck uh, yeah. in, in another field when he was yes. the, the up the up thrusting youngster, and he's turned like all of us do into a grumpy old man. <laughs> Absolutely, and you welcome welcome on the show. It's good to see. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, yes. Um, it's a funny thing about Andy. Um, I've known him for quite a long time now, probably about twenty five years, and um, he he has these. Um, he'll take up a sport or a pastime or something mm. and he will absolutely throw himself mm. into it um to an extraordinary degree um, i remember when he took up golf and he was playing golf you know he was playing rounds of golf like four times a week mm. um and he was spending you know hours and hours and hours on the driving range and he had coaching yeah. and everything and then a year later he said how's the golf going he said well i haven't played for i haven't played since last year given it up completely at the moment it's chess he's playing yes. very yes. very very many hours of chess and he's doing quite well I bet he's his, very good at chess his in fact I happen to know that he's quite good but I probably don't yeah. know quite how good he is if that makes sense um and 
chess is a young man's game as much as anything is. I mean, to get really, really, really good at it. Um, but uh, he throws himself into these things. Mm. And uh, Yeah, last um, time I saw him, he was playing 12 games at once on some competition thing. Right, he knows that from his poker days. Uh, there was uh, Everyone had their optimum number of tables they could have up uh, playing online poker at the same time. He used to see videos of people playing 40 games at the same time. Jesus. And um, you wonder how how their quality, uh, you know, works over that many. But um, people did it, I suppose. Um, we had a yeah. giant giant chess set in Tenerife. Uh, in oh, yes, I saw you, 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 you turned over your Litlan, didn't you? I turned over Bertie, age nine, yeah. um, with, what, with what I thought was a, a very um, subtle, an, an, inge- an ingenious checkmate involving a rook, a knight and a bishop. And in fact, it, it drew a response from uh, from. Uh, Alfor mentioned Alf, no from from Alfor mentioned Andy who, who who just sort of you know wrote the word checkmate in large letters which I took to be a compliment and uh, yeah it's one of over. those things um, I didn't I didn't do a lap around the resort or anything like that oh, you, <laughs> you got to teach kids you early you, you can't you can't let them win from the fast <laughs> you, show. you can't let the kids oh, yeah. win then <laughs> it's one it's, it's a bit like that in, you know when you see cricket on television bad television comedy shows um they will always somebody will always say how's that even when he's bowled somebody um because yeah. it's well known and you would never ever see uh, apart from this program that was about chess there was a series a couple of years ago i think the queen's gambit i never saw it yeah but, very good. Um, yes. when people are casually playing chess um in a show in a tv show or a film somebody will always say checkmate and when you're playing any kind of standard of chess whatsoever nobody ever says checkmate because it never gets that far yeah yeah, because yeah it's yeah. always obvious and the, and the bloke has resigned yes um, you know that many moves forward um but you know, it's well, one of the other thing, things. If you're a chess person, you'll say, "Oh God, he's somebody's fucking yeah. said checkmate again." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cricket and TV shows, you know, they're always fucking awful. You know, there someone, was a, says, someone says, "Oh, this person's a really good player," and then they do the filming of it, and they're obviously fucking hopeless. You know, no, and somebody bowls, and then there's a cut yeah. to the ball bowl about like, three seconds yeah. later, halfway <laughs> down the track. Really uh, there was slowly. a dad's, dad's army episode where somebody was bowled, and then they all turn around to the umpire and say, "How's that?" And he lifts his finger up. And oh, amazing! Oh, just, yeah. just, just don't. Just really, just don't. You know, I, I, I was once I was once dragged okay. out of a poker game in uh, London. Well, um, somebody said, oh, "Are you doing anything tomorrow?" Um, obviously, I wasn't. And he said, "Oh, <laughs> I was supposed to be doing this this uh, gig as a poker expert on a TV show." Um, and I can't do it. I've got to do something else. Will you do it? There's a few hundred quid in it for you. And I said, yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? I had to go up to some house in Camden Town where they were filming an episode of the show called The Brief with Alan Davis. All right. Um, where he was a barrister. And they they spent about seven or eight hours filming a poker game that he was in. Um, and I set it up, you know, what cards they have and how the betting went and whatever. And I gave them a couple of lines of dialogue, which I wasn't credited for. Uh, and it was oh, all, wow. uh, and it wasn't like, a, you know, a royal flush against five of a kind or whatever. It was just a very banal, boring hand where he, where our hero lost. Anyway, we spent about six and a half hours doing this. And then a few months later, it came out and it was 48 seconds. That's, yeah, that's what, pretty uh, good. That That's was, what eight hours takes. That, yeah. oh, don't, 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 don't. I once did a fucking. Oh, this was one of TV. This, one one, of, one of the reasons. One of the reasons I let. I remember doing. I did some you know, cherry something like cherry Blakey or something. She does fashion shows on the BBC. We were in her house. And we were doing something. Strangely, no, Bear. I don't know who that person is. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. She's not massively well known. And we were doing a show, and this fucking poncy little director is in his mid twenties, and by this time I was probably about forty. And we fucking. He, he's filming a putting a coffee cup down and literally did about fucking 40 takes of this thing it's like oh that's a bit slow oh that's a bit like fucking hell this is going to be some poxy little takeout someone putting down a cup of coffee do you think anyone watching this show gives a crap that it's one and a half seconds at 1.24 he's an artist it's daytime telly man by this time i've lost it i've spent too long (laughs) in daytime telly you know i'd have loved to have seen bear working on a hitchcock movie And that's more fun. Working on movies was good, uh, you know. There was a famous, the one that actually bankrupted a Hollywood studio. Was it Heaven's Gate by Michael Cimino? Mm. Um, After he made The Deer Hunter, you know, the world was his oyster. And the Mm. the studio gave him unlimited budget and unlimited to to do this sprawling epic about about the American West. And um, for one scene where the people were roller skating, um, 
it was quite a good scene actually it's a great if you ever see it on youtube it, it's where people are in a sort of a roller skating arena it was apparently a, uh, a thing that people did at that time and they were mm-hmm. sort of roller skating to music going round and round in circles a roller but disco i believe they it were called. was a sort <laughs> of a roller disco yeah but in the 1880s in in the in wyoming or wherever it was of oh, the 1880s and he yes he had um he spent six months teaching all the actors to roller skate what good use, good use six of time months six Jeez. it's a great scene and the it's scene was what scene. 90 so the, seconds the, no the scene was a couple of minutes long it's a great scene because there's a bloke playing the violin on um on roller skates as well as he goes mm. around and doing acrobatics it's 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 actually a very good film might but it was absolutely panned at the time and it did bankrupt the studio unsurprisingly when you spend six months with a film crew yeah uh trying to teach people to roller skate absolutely wasn't that with dustin hospital and richard gear or something like that wasn't it no it was with chris christopherson and uh oh well, i've got that uh, so you're close but it, it was a good film it was a good film <laughs> It's good for very long. It's like a three-hour film. But Speaking of films with heaven inside, you've seen the Lady of Heaven thing that's come out. It's caused all that kerfuffle. Do we want to go there? Do we want to go there? I don't know. I mean, I'll really. give you a couple of hours on it if you'd like. I don't know yeah. about it. So, uh, probably a... just as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, okay. We'll miss that. Okay. Well, what else has been going on in the world of cricket? Uh, I haven't prepared anything. Oh, oh, we've got segments, haven't we? We've got, we've got segments. We've got the Bear Does the Daily Mail sidebar. We've got and more. We've got Grubby's got, and we've got Grubby Does Twitter. So what we are, are we going to do first? We've got more segments than a Terry's Chocolate Orange. Ah. Um, well, actually fewer. But um, So, Grubby, what have you got for us on... Oh, I shall leave a gap here where I shall put in the jingle for... It's the boring cricket Yes, it's boring cricket tweet of the week. And the first candidate this week comes from none other than Patrick Kidd. Now, as we all know, uh, it was the Jubilee recently. So this is in not so much as a boring tweet, although it is quite boring. But for the fact that it is, in my view, painful. And you'll see why. Patrick Kidd tweeted a few days ago, no cricket today at the Oval. Rain stopped play. And rain is spelled R-E-I-G-N. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is he still working for the fucking times? Yeah, according to his Twitter bio, yes. So uh, there's, the, there's your first candidate. That's going to take some beating, isn't Well, it? to be fair, if he is a cricket writer for the Times, he is one of the cricket writers for the Times who hasn't blocked me on Twitter. So um, I might actually see that. But that is pretty poor. I'm not that sure is. if it's boring. It's just terrible. It's terrible. Well, okay, yeah. well you, you can judge it. Patrick Kidd, when he used to come in for gorilla cricket, and not yeah. gorilla cricket, he used to come in at Test Match Sofa. Right. And a rather embarrassing episode where he asked me how old I thought he was. At the time, he was about 27. Of course, he's fat and quite round, and I thought he was about 40. <laughs> what? Classic <laughs> faux pas. In, yeah, but it, there's no, no good what, answer what is, to that, is there? What, yeah. is, what is someone doing? Who, who knows that there might be an answer he doesn't want to hear. It's a hostage his fortune. Way. Exactly. Why is he throwing that out there? Well, he probably didn't ask me that. I, oh, I was probably having a conversation. Maybe, and said, maybe you just went, how you old are you? Bought, you fat fuck. No, I, I, I probably said, how old are you? And he said, well, how old do you think I am? You know, oh, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I said, what, 40? Yeah. You've not thought about that, have you? No. It was either going to be your fault or his, and it turns out to be yours. Yeah, both of you have have got some work to do on your conversational skills in that particular episode. Okay, lead us to Wales. (laughs) Yeah, how how did you know? Ah, One one of the the stories involves Wales as well. Look at you. you. Um, Two two of the candidates in Boring Cricket Tweet of the Week this week uh, are actually conversations or or two-parters, if you like. You'll see what I mean. So, so this one. Out. So this one uh, starts with Charlotte, uh, who goes by at Cricket Shah on Twitter, and she tweeted out recently, um, "Bit of a weird request. I'm looking to make contact with Mike Llewellyn, who played for Glamorgan oh, yeah. in, in the 1977 Gillette Cup final. Cup final, as she says. Yeah. yeah, right. And then a fellow called. This is a great name, by the way. A fellow called Xavier Voigt Hill." Nice. <laughs> Replied. And this goes back to some themes that we've covered in previous. Uh, what's what's the Twitter handle? 
Can't remember, but okay. Xavier Voigt-Hill, I think you'll probably find him. Well, I'm just wondering which Xavier Voigt-Hill, you know, could be one of so many of them. <laughs> he, he wrote back to Charlotte saying, Andrew Hignell, Glamorgan's scorer, also runs the Museum of Welsh Cricket he and does. would almost certainly be able to help. It's like Good a cliffhanger. It's like Good a cliffhanger, point. isn't it? I don't know how it resolved itself. <sighs> anyway, but I thought the initial one was quite odd and boring. So uh, there we go. That's uh, candidate number two. Well, uh, no, okay. Well, just you know, mm-hmm. hold fire, hold fire for a sec. Uh, then somebody who goes by the name of Change of Pace on Twitter uh, tweeted out, "Mohammed Hasnain's revamped bowling action is legal." <laughs> <laughs> well, good for him because I yeah, just well, read a, a, he's been snapped up in the hundred. He's got himself a hundred quid. Well done. It's like, it's like it's like it's like you know getting the top prize on bullseye. That is, you know. Have they had another? Have they had another bloody auction? Oh, they've had a supplementary um, auctionary draft, and uh, well, maybe bloke who's just been cleared by the ICC um, has um, has got his got a game. Never, never well, heard maybe, of him. Mohammed Hassan. He's played internationally for Pakistan. He's very good. Oh, okay. Um, and I didn't know he'd been having issues with his action, but he clearly has. But I just I thought the way it was Mohammed Hassan's revamped bowling action is legal, and I, I shout legal because it was written in capital letters. Okay. Uh, I found it quite dull. So what um, he means is he's still chucking it, but someone's cleared him. The, well, the ICC, importantly. But I suspect, <laughs> Fred, that's why he wasn't available in the original draft, because he was ah. still uh, sub or whatever it's called. And now, um, the next candidate in uh, BCTOTW is um, the Nepal Cricket Twitter ah, feed. Ah, yes. Okay. This is their tweet. I think today, toss update. Oman won the toss and elected to bat first. Well, yeah, but you have to remember that a lot of cricket feeds do actually give you sort of a running commentary of what's going on. Yeah, I mean, Nacle used to do it all the time. They spelt, yeah, they spelt, they spelt bat with Nacle. a capital letter. They spelt what? They spelt bat with a capital letter. Oh. Elected well, to bat first. Uh, you know, there's a lot of that going on. Uh, Don't yeah, like it. A bit of politics. Uh, but, um, pedantry. Yeah, but you know, I mean, you know, what if about every club says, you know, at lunch... Um, you know, Essex are 114 for three. That's boring, but I mean, it's it's got a legitimate it, purpose. It's fine, fine. If you don't think it's boring, then you won't vote for it. I don't think I will. It's not a great, uh, it's not a great selection this week. I have to say, but... I'm voting and Patrick the, Kidd. What, too, too exciting. <laughs> and I the final it's not one, a competition you want to win, is it? <laughs> the final one in a, in a in another little conversation one. Um, somebody who goes by the name of Miss Saffron Swansborough. Ooh. Nice. Do you think uh, she knows Xavier Voigt? Um, yeah, uh, well, probably. We we could put them in touch, couldn't we? Um, she or he or whoever um, says, "Where am I?" and puts a, a photo of of somewhere, um, you know, indeterminate. Uh, to which Jan Payne replied, "East Dean Village Cricket Ground, I think, because that's the old sheep centre behind." Yeah, oh, that's pretty boring. That's pretty. But, boring. I mean, it's a good spot though. To be fair, if it's um, true. If it's true, yeah. Have we, we know the answer. Do we know if it's true? I don't. There, oh, there, there is a bit more to chat. We'll have to wait till the next podcast. The old sheep centre behind. Uh, so we've got Patrick Kidd, no cricket today at the Oval Rain, as in R-E-I-G-N, stopped play. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte Cricketer, a bit of a weird request looking for Mike Llewellyn and Xavier. What were you famous for, gents? Who, Mike Llewellyn? Mike Llewellyn. He didn't play very long for you, Morgan, but he did something in the Gillette Cup final of 1977. Got run out for none? No, he hit a ball either over the pavilion or into the guttering at the very top of the Lord's Pavilion. Mm, that's very wow. good. That's you can't have hit it over, because if you listen to Tony's podcast, you only uh, ever hit well, it over. Tony has been able to get things wrong. Victor Trump. Is it Victor but, Trump? I mean, no. Grubby now knows full well exactly what kind of a hit that is, because we, we spent a, a very happy day at Lord's a we couple did. of weeks ago, didn't we? And, it was beautiful. Uh, yeah, I, I pretended it was my gaff, and I was showing him round as if I was, uh, you know, showing him round my Lord country, Manor. country yeah. estate. We had jackets and ties on, Bear. We did yeah, have jackets that. and ties. I told you I refused um, to do that. You would love it. You would you love it. Make yourself do it one time. It's you will brilliant. love it. It has to be for a county game, uh, and it has to be, you know, a reasonably nice day. But I mean, literally really any old it. shit. Some of the jackets and ties I saw oh, in there. Pretty ropey, yeah. Uh, just pull it out of a skip. Can you take the tie off when you get in the pavilion? If no, you can on, on I don't know about the tie, you can take the jacket off on the balcony uh, when you're sitting outside. I didn't see it put it this way, I didn't see anyone get ejected for taking their tie off. But do you know why that was? Because no nobody, did, did, nobody yeah. did. Why would you? I mean, you know, you have to put it on when you go back inside. I find uh, those sorts of things are tools of the oppressed, man. 
But let's be honest. I mean, you, it, it, there's a lot to see in that pavilion. Mm. There is a lot to see. There's some great bars, by the way, Bear. Oh, uh, well, no, that's great. Not yeah, bad, yeah, yeah. And, anyway, uh, we'll, there's um, an extraordinary amount cash? of cricketing. No, you don't. <laughs> there's yeah. an extraordinary amount of cricketing, um, um, well, art, I think you'd say. Yeah. Some of it absolutely dreadful. Yes. Um, and some incredible, some incredible uh, portraits of people like Viv Richards and yeah. in Zamar or Hack. I mean, it really is the sublime to the gore blimey. Yeah. And there is, there is, there is one. When you talk about some rubbish, there's one, and it's quite old, I think. Um, and and they've depicted this game of cricket where uh, the the batsman is striding forward, and there's there's somebody who's supposed to be fielding a silly mid something, but yeah. he's standing. In the middle of the wicket, <laughs> both feet right yeah. in the, the middle of the pitch, in front of the batsman. I don't know how the ball yeah. got to the batsman. It, it, the bowler would have had to bowl it right through his leg. Yeah, it was it was a touch of the Dan Diapers about that picture, which okay. uh, well, you know, yeah, well, take it or leave it. You know, I'm sure he has his fans. Uh, hi, Dan, it, if you're listening. Has a disease been named after him? A touch of the Dan Diapers. <laughs> yeah, because I'm pretty sure I know what it, it sounds like. like Cockney rhyming slang, but I'm not sure what it's slang for. Let's be honest. Um, Windscreen wipers. Oh, yeah, it could be. Touch yeah. My dad's diapers aren't working. Yeah, yeah, that's not yeah. bad. I'd like to go down to Halfords to get some new yeah. Dan diapers. Well, the, old, the old Dan's been squeaking again all the way yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I failed the MOT. Dan's been gone. <laughs> anyway, back to the important matter in hand, which is boring cricket tweet of the week. Uh, I'll go with Patrick Kidd just because uh, of that conversation between him and Bear. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for Patrick Kidd as well. Patrick Kidd, you win this week's BCTOTW. There'll be nothing in the post. And you are very boring on that occasion. Round Do better. Applause. Well, that's sort of a bad joke, cricket tweet of the week, isn't it? Um, of which it would probably be a, a more, uh, probably be a greater competition for that title because there was there was a lot of rubbish out there. Well, which brings us very neatly to um, what's been happening in the world this week that's caught the bears' attention. Well. Uh, there are a couple of things. I mean, you know, it's quite difficult because they all put the same things up. But this one, this, a couple of stories grabbed me. Uh, the first one, fucking, this is fucking ridiculous. People are bidding <laughs> we'll thousands. People fucking are bidding man. thousands for a glump of grass from Liam Gallagher's Nebworth gigs. What's you heard about that? this? Some are fucking they pulling idiot. up the grass at Nebworth? They're pulling up the grass at Nebworth. And then someone holds it up in front of a camera, puts it on eBay. There's a picture here. The bid's up to... Uh, it's never going to get paid. Someone's bid £65,100. <laughs> yeah, that's bollocks. Yeah, of course it is. And it, it's, it's private property, that. Well, you can't pull up grass. It, it well, I could, I could fucking pull up grass in my back garden and say this is from Nebworth. You can. This reminds me of that, um, of that video by um, um, Ricky Gervais about the gypsy and the lucky heather. I watched, um, but, I watched this supernatural thing that everyone's been banging on about. He's quite funny, I think. I thought funny. it was quite funny. I don't, yeah. You know, why are people, you know, everyone's so fucking woke, man. Chris woke. Yeah, but he was actually making jokes of, of not, well, it's a bit complicated. You start to deconstruct. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. I know. But it, I thought it was pretty inoffensive, really. I thought it was quite funny. That, that's more of a National Enquirer type story. I don't think that's real. So what it is, because I've seen it in other places. I, I heard on the I radio. I mean, there's somebody well. who sells grass for a living, Bear. Um, let's be... No, never done that in my life. Okay. All right. Well, talk to the expert. If you want to know what the truth is, speak to the man. Speak to the man. And we have um, um, another one at court. Now, this this is the Welsh theme. Continues. There's usually something this... about genitals and staples or something. In these well, no. Well, well, I, I found one of them. There's a woman who's given her... Uh, 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 one headline I was going to do. There's a woman... Well, I'm telling you now, anyway. Given some headline. Uh, she, she's, she's giving her uh, employees masturbation breaks during a week. And I thought, oh, that's quite... You know. Hang on. Tell me more. <laughs> well, but yeah, but this is the thing that it turns out that she's a, an adult film star anyway, and probably her employees yeah, are adult film yeah. stars and just keep themselves all lubed up as the week goes on, aren't they? Um, <laughs> so reminds, you were in the film business. That uh, reminds me of, if you're looking for a change of career, maybe. Um, that reminds me of that big train sketch about wanking in the office. That's very funny. I remember one big train section. That was the World Stare Out Championships with uh, Very Harry good. Davis's commentary. It, it, if you like that, then you should. I mean, I, I heartily recommend the whole caboodle. It's very funny. So this one, the Welsh, the Welsh are still here. So I thought this this tickled Despite me. Despite our best efforts. Well, exactly. Welsh man drinks at 56 pubs in 24 hours for the Guinness World Record. I thought, oh, yeah, that's cool. Top man. Top man. Is exactly. 56 in 24 24- 
Yeah. People I, in Ireland do that without even well, up a say, book of records. That sounds like a David Boone type record that I know <laughs> I, for a fact I could beat. Yeah, I think I think I could be. But then you read the story and you think, well, then, you know, after six pubs, well, you know, if you had a pint in each, a twenty-four, you'd be pretty smashed, you know. But it turns out he didn't have to drink alcohol in all the pubs. So what? Have, yeah, exactly. That's no fucking pub crawl. Get it? out! I mean, that, don't exactly. waste my time here. Why, why, is that when... even, why is that even a record? Why he went in fifty-six places and had drinks in twenty-four hours? I, mean, I remember when, when we were younger, we were trying to work out if we went to every stop on the London Underground and got out and had a drink uh, at each of them, how long would it take us? This was well, like a long-running dis- yeah, long dispute um, in the days before the internet. You know, how many days would it take you to actually Fucking do it? Days and days. That's, that's a, it's a good interview question, isn't it? <laughs> um, it's a math question. Like, question. what would win, a badger or a That kind of thing. Um, no, but, because you, I don't know. I mean, how many stations there are on the London Underground Network? Well, uh, Probably a you good know, There was a hundred. thing about how, how, how much time would it take you to actually do all the, all the, all the stations on the London Underground. There are a lot more now because they've, yeah. they've grown some extra lines. But, but I mean, in the old days, the classic, the classic lineup. Um, <laughs> it, it would take you a long time to actually do all of them. I don't yeah. think you can do it in a day. No Boy, way. He's, dis- he's discounting the Jubilee. I <laughs> believe it. Oi. You've dished the DLR. <laughs> um, but you, Island you, Gardens, no. It would be doing, you know, you could do that as a Guinness Book of Record things to see. How, I mean, it'd be bloody boring. Um, let's be honest. No, it sounds great to me. What, to do all the stations on the London Underground in a day? And have uh, a drink at each one. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. It, it, because well, there, there's, an, there's another factor. Try it and let us know. There's another uh, factor. How close is the nearest boozer or place you can get a drink you, to each you one? Know, and you, you know. say you're doing it for cancer research and people throw money at you. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's terrific, I think. Well, there was a guy who did X amount of bloody bungee jumps in a day, didn't he, in Scotland the other week? Did they did all he? work? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. It was either... It was either I think, four, because you're having your chances each time of, of surviving them, aren't you? I'm well, expecting some sort of two Ronnie's name there, Angus McUpside <laughs> Down or something. It was, it was something like 400 in 24 hours. And he had to go to Scotland to do it. Obviously, he found a place he... <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to have to find a story now. 400? <laughs> How much taller was he at the end of it? <laughs> I don't know. World bungee jump. <laughs> He's broken. He hasn't broken the bungee jump record, but he has broken Robert... What's his name? Waldo, Robert, Robert Pershing Wardlow, Wardlow, who was eight foot eleven point one and thirty five stone. Oh, yeah, here we go. Four hundred and thirty jumps. French man, uh, Francois Marie Dibon, seven hundred and sixty five jumps. Pilot, he probably did Pilot some Pilot hardcore. Pershing. Hang on, hang on, hang on. How many? Seven hundred and yeah, thirty. What? Uh, seven hundred and sixty five jumps in Pitotcry. It's, it's going up. Pitotcry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In uh... what did he just? Do a bunch of jump, get unplugged, run up the stairs again, do it again. Basically, like, no, yeah. you don't run up the stairs. Don't you go back up? The... Oh no, you don't. You don't go up back up. Maybe it's got a Guardian lift. story. Here you go. Uh, French man oh. set new world record. Most one. Francois D one. Seven hundred sixty-five jumps in Pitlochry, Perthshire, Scotland. Easily oh. beating a previous record set by a New Zealander, Mike Heard in twenty seventeen, who completed four hundred thirty jumps. Presumably oh. in twenty in a twenty-four hour period. In a 24-hour period, it's not yeah. been great for, for a great decade for New Zealand in international competition, has it? <laughs> have you um, have you got the full story up there, Bear? Because I have questions. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have, well, I've got Sorry, the story as in told by the Guardian. Yes. How how high? Well, that's what I mean, really. You know. uh, how high was the? Was the Frenchman? Uh, oh, well, no, this is what I was going to say. Each jump was from <laughs> a 40-meter height. That's that's not bad. And was overseen by Highland Fling bungee base. Uh, oh, they are the, the gold standard Pilot, of uh, yeah. adjudicating official bungee jumps. Is this it? What, see if, uh, are there any rules? Uh... Uh, it, when he did the second one, he was probably still hitting the sick from his previous one. Well, uh, yeah, which well, was, he's which probably was, an extra. Which is on the way down. Matt. It's like, who's that Who's that ex? Um, who's the kicker who's got the world record for the kick, uh, All Blacks? He would have attempted to... Dan kick. Carter. Yeah, I think he was attempting to kick something like 600 um, goals oh. in 24 hours or something for charity. 600 in gonna... 24 hours? Yeah, something like that. Which Maybe it was more than an hour. See, now we're on world records. Let me go and find that one. Dan Carter. Should we find some easy world records to break and break them? Yeah, well, didn't we have this conversation before? I we, think we did, should. yeah, about <laughs> holding your breath underwater. I don't think that's such a good idea. No, no, no. no. no one, there's some definitely <laughs> that's good, not what I was good... thinking. There was some good free divers for that. Yeah, I have you to know, say, flicking bounty bars off a off a wall in um, Leningrad, it, flicking <laughs> flicking um, wrappers into a into a um, 
there you go. A dustbin at the other end of the room. That, uh, again, it's in the Guardian. The Guardian covers all the good stories. Uh, Dan Carter <laughs> kicked 1,598 goals in 24 hours. Well, okay. I suppose if you line them up, you could probably do 10. Well, in, you have people in, to... In yeah, a people minute. To... You know, they're just lined up and, and you... What is that? I mean, it's hard work. I suppose it's a bit hard work. Uh, if he did do, if well, it was Johnny he's... Wilkinson, he could only do about six because he had to do that whole routine, about putting his <laughs> yeah. hands together and leaning backwards and, and forwards, sit, like... sitting on the toilet. Oh God, like Marco Bielsa, uh, Marcelo Bielsa, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have to say, um, I've just found something which is. I, I know I said I haven't done any prep for this whatsoever, but um, you lied. I haven't. But I've just found a, a little area where i jot things down and every so often when i think of a of a story that i've heard or from my life or from my cricketing life um and i think oh i'm going to say that on the podcast and then every so often i happen to be driving somewhere and i'll never think of it again but every so often i'm sitting at a computer and i just jot it down and i've just remembered a story that a friend of mine told me which has nothing to do with cricket or anything else actually but it was a great it was a great story when i heard it because i didn't really get what was coming and it was um he lived somewhere in the home counties, which is the sort of the area around London for those people who don't know. And um, he went to, um, he just started um, at senior school. He was 11 years old. He'd gone to a new school and um, it was a bit of a dream. It was a couple of miles away. And his parents found out that there was a kid who lived a couple of streets away who went to the, who was going to the same school. And they quite logically set some kind of, um, you know, a, uh, school run um, rotor where mm-hmm. you know a couple of days of the week his parents would do it a couple of days of the week the other one and finally said okay young man we'll call him Dan um, <laughs> you'll we you know on Tuesdays and Thursdays you're going round to these people's house and you're going to get a lift to school with them okay yeah fine no problem and then they said but <laughs> these are the conditions these are the conditions yeah yeah he says yeah. okay you know their house uh, they've got sort of a driveway and the car's parked up the driveway you are to wait on the other side of the road and wait until they have driven down the driveway and have got to you on the other side of the road and then you can get in the car and go to school and he's, right. he's an 11 year old kid and he's going yeah okay whatever you know your parents tell you to do something doesn't need to make any sense and uh, as the years go on I don't think I think it only went on for a year actually uh, one of the moved schools and a couple of years later he said to his parents you know that thing when we used to do the uh, the school run and I used to go with a why did you not let me get into their car why did I have to wait at the bottom of the drive across the road until they'd driven out to meet me and they said um, oh um, yes well actually um, he's the head of MI6 <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and um, we were scared about the car bombs. So we waited. To, you had to wait the other side of the road until the, the car had driven and had gone like about 30 yards. And then you could get in the car and drive off. Just in case yeah. the bomb went off when you got in Yeah. Car. Yeah. Fuck. And I, I was not there. expecting that in this story. There, you've backed off the mic. Um, yeah. uh, and, and, but hang on. How did they explain that to the other family? No, the other family told them. They, uh, oh, they, it came to the other family. Yeah, yeah. No, the other family Shit. said, well, this is the situation. Are you happy with it? And they said, well, we'd prefer it if you didn't get in the car when you switched it on. Can you pick him <laughs> up 50 <laughs> yards away? Uh, and uh, he only found out about this when he was 18. And I think he thought hell. his parents were being a bit a bit sort of um, free and yeah. easy with his, with his safety, actually. Uh, and he, he probably thought this was in the early 80s when, Let's be honest, you know, car bombs were big back bombs, then. You know, mm. Yeah, it was one of the great yeah. methods of terrorism in those days, especially yeah. if you were if you were a target. Anyway, I just jotted that down as a, as a great story to tell. And it, my, in your jotter will not be listening. And now I can delete it from my jotter. Uh, and uh, I've only got four not very good stories left it, in the jotter. It's an electronic jotter. I'm taking it. it oh, oh, so, oh, what, so what are the other stories in the jotter now you've got? Them? No, I'm, I'm, they're not very good. <laughs> Damn. There's one about Dolly Parton. Oh, OK. Uh, and there's one about um, uh, very, small that that, very, no, very small feet. Very small feet. As she said on Wogan you know? or whatever it was, well, <laughs> why have you got such small feet? Ain't nothing grows in the shade. 
That's what she said. Yeah, there was one about um, there's this thing in baseball called the Little League World Series, which is basically like yep. it, 10, 11, 12, yep. 14 year olds. They play and, and it's and it's televised and it's a, it's a, it's, you know, wholesome family entertainment. And um, there was a uh, and it's it's, you know, the coaches are mic'd up and everything. And, and these kids come from all over the country to play in this place in mm. Pennsylvania or wherever it is. And th- this team were winning and they were about to get through to the semi-finals or the final and they were like one out away from winning and they were like six runs up whatever and the coach like calls the timeout and he gets them to do a huddle um in the outfield and the coach well knows he's on mic and he's milking it for all he's worth you know he's going to give a he's going to give an inspirational speech and he gets them all together and one of the kids has, has has more or less forgotten or never knew that this is like on television and yeah. everyone's mic'd up and the coach says, he gets him again. He says, now, I just want you to remember one thing. You know, I've told it to you before. And one of the kids goes, what, we should put a knife in their throat. <laughs> <laughs> Which is obviously what the coach usually says when you've got the other team. <laughs> and they all looked at him. They go, shut up, Ben. Shut up. He's on the mic. He's a mic. <laughs> so that was the knife nice. in the throat episode. So I, I can delete that. Uh, there's not much left. I'm going to have to... Uh, yeah, replenish, replenish the uh, the fund of uh, slightly odd stories. I like the MI6 story. That was a great story. Oh, good story. I have to say. And he won't listen to it, so uh, he he won't get annoyed that I'm telling it to the whole world, basically. Yeah. He'll never know. Uh, nope. So uh, the title of this episode, uh, far be it from me, I'm jumping the gun here. <laughs> jumping knife the in the throat. Knife in the throat. It's got to be yeah. knife in the throat, hasn't it? I'm, yeah. and I, I, I shall attach, I shall send you the video of it. I'm sure it's somewhere on YouTube where we can attach it on the publicity that goes out with this. Uh, and well, then they'll know about the story. Well, we'll have to leave it for a couple of days and then put the video of it. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, that, that video you decided that we must talk about. Oh, God. The runner. Uh, if there's one yeah. thing I no, 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 the it's the European Cricket League. Yeah, I know. Well, the European this Cricket is the League is absolute. Shit. Biggest load of shit that's ever been foisted on a gullible public. I mean, who, who were those teams who were playing? They weren't national teams of any sort, were they? It didn't it's seem bollocks. It, it didn't seem to be notated in any way. Um, but anyway, this has been doing the rounds on Twitter. I mean, look, I saw this thing. Obviously, I've come to it late. Uh, it was one of those clips. It might have been when I put village cricket into into Twitter and see what. Yeah, came it was very back. fucking village. Yeah. Basically, as far as I can remember, uh, someone bowls on one of those matting wickets. Uh, it, it is missed by the batsman who's come charging down the wicket. It's fumbled by the wicketkeeper down to kind of long, well, you know, fine leg. Um, they go through for a bye. The ball is thrown in. It's misfielded. It's overthrows. They come back for another one. Then someone tries to run them out from kind of mid-off back to the Wicketkeepers, they go through for three. They go for uh, three, exactly. I mean, I yeah. was with the, the ball being thrown at no more than five miles an hour, and, he, exactly. and it's never left about sort of eight yards further than the than the cut I strip. Know. Or, well, it's not the cut yeah. strip; it's the fake wicket. The funny yeah. thing is, is the Australians are commentating, aren't they? <laughs> Just oh, the commentary is great. <laughs> They're pissing themselves. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this must be one of the classics of what do they call it. <laughs> e- EF, it's not EFL. Uh, European Cricket League. ECL. Secrets of commentary is actually to underplay it because that actually that has more effect rather than saying how fantastic it is. You end, you end up sounding like Danny Morris. Nobody wants that. Yeah. Uh, this well, is absolute I, shit. You know, they say, oh, this is great. This is Seville no, no, no. are playing Vienna in the European Cricket League. And let's be honest, it's 22 guys from south asia who happen to find themselves either uh, in in vienna or in seville or mates of somebody who yes. are and it's absolute ropey nonsense and they, they play vast numbers of games of this uh and it's on youtube and and it seems to be making money i haven't worked out how it, well if it's, making, if it's making money if it's making audiences happy in i'm some not sure regard, it's making that... audiences happy i think um i have suspicions which i wouldn't want to voice um but let's just say that there are books. You know, the bookmakers do take bets on these games. I see. I really. Yep. Uh, well, you, like you wouldn't want you wouldn't want your village cricket league closed down because the standard ain't very good, would you? Right. No, but I wouldn't televise it to the world either. 
anyone can televise anything. You know, the level I, I play at, that, that was not an exceptional piece of cricket. Uh, you know, <laughs> we play on a grass wicket. It makes all the difference. We've got a nice backdrop. I was going to say, when we, when, we started, when we started talking about Matt Parkinson not being very quick through the air, it did make me think of your uh, teammate My and teammate. colleague, the vicar of Dibley Dobley. Yes. W- would you say that Matt Parkinson is quicker or slower than... Unfortunately, I didn't the see vicar. him bowl, <laughs> and I can't remember that having seen him bowl, uh, not recently anyway. So I'd have, I'd have to suggest that it would be very difficult for him to bowl slower than Phil, the vicar of Dibley. <laughs> <laughs> would Phil be quicker or, or slower than Jack Leach? Uh, he's slower than pretty much anybody I've ever seen. Um, I see. But the, the great thing is, and I'm standing at slip, and the opposition just assume he's a spin bowler, uh, and he isn't a spin bowler. He just bowls <laughs> slow. I mean, he's got yeah. some idea what he's doing. He can move it off the wicket. And How close can... do you stand? Uh, for him? Yes. Um, no, for Alan stand, Donald. I stand very <laughs> close, yeah. I did I, I did take an absolute blinder the other week um, yeah. at the end of their innings. Uh, of course, with two hands. I always almost always take it with two hands. Uh, just, yeah. to show, just to prove that it's not a flute, because you can't take a flute with two hands. It's almost impossible. Um, but it was diving away to my right-hand side, and it got the familiar uh, laughing from my teammates, which I have, I have no idea. It just happens all the time. I don't know what's so funny about it. Well, you caught the ball, and yet they still laughed. Yeah, yeah, they do it all the time. It's, it's the surprise, Fred. It's the surprise. But I remember well, that blind well, you my, got The bloke who was standing at second slip said, I was already preparing, um, you know, what I was going to say to speech. you. speech. <laughs> as it had gone down, it, you know, having gone down. And I came up with the ball in both hands. He was very disappointed. But, and you uh, definitely hadn't grasped it when uh, the ball was, let's say, obscured oh, no, from no. view. No, 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 absolutely oh, no, not. No. Cleanest of clean. Safe pair of hands, Fred, and slips. Yep. I can vouch for that. Yes, Jason Hiscox uh, wants yeah. to carry me around as his um, specialist slip. And that was he made w- more difficult because we, that day we had a wicketkeeper who refused to move under any circumstances. No, so, hi, Hendo, if you're listening. Jason yeah. wants wants to carry you around. I mean, he's, yeah. he's had enough He's not issues. a well man, yeah. yeah he yeah, probably yeah. wouldn't do him much good, but... Um, uh, you know, horses for courses. Uh, it's, cricket nowadays is a game of great specialisms. You have closers. I think you should have specialist slips. Let's imagine that you had a, a fielder who was so brilliant that who couldn't bat or bowl. Um, he could be worth it in a T20 game just as a fielder. A squad of 30. Mm. You're not sure? Not convinced. I mean, when do you get down to number 11? It doesn't happen very often in a T20 game. No, but he has to be a bowler. You can't well, carry someone. In why, why can't you have a specialist fielder? Who well, you need five bowlers. Five runs and, and, and you need you... five bowlers and you need six batsmen. Yeah, but a lot of the bowlers, you know, come in high up the order and the pinch hitters and stuff like that. So, Well, Ashwin has been this year. Uh, speaking of which, Willie, very early on in speaking of which, you know, we, we, did a, we did a thought experiment at Gorilla Cricket, see? Because I've been banging on while we're doing IPL. I well, no, but the IPL, you know, I've been saying I've been saying for years I could bowl on over in the IPL. Yeah, yeah. you couldn't. Yeah. I could. Yeah. No, no, you I could. Couldn't. Well, I you could. could physically turn your arm over, yeah. Well, fuck it, man. These guys get hit for 20 and over. I can get hit for 20 and over, for fuck's sake. Yeah, that's not, they're not getting paid for hit for 20 and over. No, they're not. But they can still and get hit go, for 20 and over. You would go for 34, because that no, one would, I would fall not. short. Yeah. No, I fucking would not. I'm whining. Well, in my old days, I was whining up. I'm not now. So we did a thought experiment. We did it with a dice. And uh, the experiment was I was bowling the final over of the uh, World Cup fi- of the T- IPL final. Sorry, is, is this well, Luke well, Reinhardt? Well, I'm missing yeah. something here. <laughs> no. Um, if you would have said that, that you were actually, um, I don't know, um, who's a specialist bowler at the death in T20s. And, and the Lassie dice Malinga. was him. Yeah, and the dice was him, or you're saying the dice was you, is going to be no different. Well, exactly. That's the point. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I got... a slight flaw in this thought experiment. We did it for real. We did it with the dice. Yeah, we did it with the dice. It was like, it was like, it was like the Dick won a broad trophy. But uh, I, I, I got Cody out. I'm and, yeah. Oh, I would have, I would have had it the second wicket, but I bowled a no ball. I ended up getting one for thirteen in my over. Well, that just shows how um, unrealistic it is because you'd never bowl a no ball, would you? No. So exactly. there you are. I think we have proven beyond. I'd have got. I'd have exactly. I'd have, had, I'd have had two. I'd have had two for six. But you know, there you go. We've proven beyond beyond all reasonable doubt that reality and fancy well, are very that, different I, things. I ha- I had put you down as one of the more level-headed members of the Gorilla Cricket family. Um, Listen. But Anyone this obsession get... you have that you could you could get away with bowling in the IPL is 
I mean, everyone's allowed one. Um, one. I could bowl an over. But... I, I could bowl an over and get hit for 15, 17. But, you know, I've seen overs go for 27, 29. You know, I mean, this is it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we'll never know. Damn, unless, know. unless we make it happen. Unless we make well, it happen. I, I, there's a, I mean, we could get him playing bowling one over at the top division of the Surrey League and see how many he goes for, and then extrapolate from that. Sure. Um, I'd need to get into some fucking shape and do some nets. I oh, he's, he's, yeah, as soon as <laughs> I mention something likely, he's... he's well, no, really... I, I'd do it. I'd only need a bloody week in the nets, go every day, for fuck's sake. I mean, I haven't bowled... I mean, it's like riding a bike. I bowled for 27 years. I haven't bowled for five, you know. I don't forget how to do it. I just need to go and practice. Right. Okay. Um, and on that <laughs> bombshell, I think we've probably hit a natural end to, I think to, we have, to this yeah. podcast. Um, and well, who knows when we'll be back. This is the great entertaining thing about this podcast. If it entertains at all, it is no one ever knows when it's going to happen. Absolutely. Um, and um, it just appears. And I can imagine the delight of um, Paul's mum. Uh, and Hello, Barbara. Uh, Hello, Barbara. And the, the three people who regularly uh, listen to this podcast. No, I, I joke. It's, it's about uh, 5,000, isn't it? We have huge numbers of listeners. Loads. Um, and uh, they'll be delighted when it suddenly appears in their podcast feed reader. So um, until next time, uh, it's farewell for me. Farewell for me. Bye. And, and Tara from me. Till next time. Cheers. Bye. Easy now. Oh, so that was the innings of Brendan McCollum Scores lots of fours cause he don't like to run them And here we are waving Brendan McCollum goodbye Whoa, 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 Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.